Welcome to the Modern Feminine Podcast. I'm Angela. And I'm Allison, and we're your hosts. On this podcast, we dive deep into real-life topics and don't shy away from the hard stuff. Our mission is to eliminate the shame surrounding hard conversations and encourage more open dialogue about femininity and unapologetic authenticity. And sometimes we're just two friends bullshitting over an espresso martini. We'd love for you to join us. Hey guys, we're recording. (laughs) I'm always the last to know. (laughs) Just over here hitting buttons. I'm sorry, I will do a countdown next time. Or just like a, hey, I'm going to push the button. I'm pressing the button. I don't know. I I just said, okay. And I thought you would know that's what that means. Okay, we are here. We're here. Welcome Welcome back. back. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, okay what are we talking about we're talking about in the last episode we went through our thoughts current thoughts on uh not giving up on taking care of ourselves and just a lot of the things that we were talking through had us thinking about how we don't want to do a separate episode on how we talk to ourselves what what messages we are giving our brain and what messages are going on in our brain that are kind of just have been there for a long time. Things that we just believe about ourselves that uh, I think we should question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the help. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. All of, right. Of, uh, you're doing um, great. <laughs> That's I'll, keep, I'll keep going. I'll yeah, keep going. Keep us going. I have... Uh, this topic has been, well, was first on my awareness maybe five or six years ago because I came, I was raised in a culture where lots of, I don't want to say self-talk was put, the self-talk I had in my brain was put there, but a little bit. There was a lot of conditioning that I had as I was raised that was, you know, these are certain ways that we should think about ourselves and look at the world. And I hadn't it it took it took until my 30s to really start questioning some of that and i started to look at how i you know viewed myself my skills specifically i think that's a big one where we decide we are you know good at something or not good at something and we just decide that for the rest of our lives and that's not to say that we are naturally born with certain talents or not but um just started questioning how basically i mean I think you know, I turned my life upside down, basically. And so everything came up a question, you know, what do I really believe about myself? What do I want to believe? And, um, you know, just started phrasing things different. I I, I don't know if how many, what percentage of people talk to themselves, but like, I am um, in the percentage of people that talks to themselves. Yeah. And I live alone. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of talking going on and yeah. I talk to my plants and stuff. Like I will converse. I've had dogs. Yeah. I would talk to my dogs, but now it's it's me. So I do yeah. talk to myself, and you know, started watching those words as they came out, and you know. So anyway, what are you thinking? I mean, I def. I mean, it- do you have thoughts yet? <laughs> would you like <laughs> yeah. to join the podcast? <laughs> well, I'm well, kidding. Calling me out, but <laughs> no, I um was realizing that it was nearing pickup time, and I need to make sure that Raul was on oh, that. Oh yeah, because we know um, you don't want to get a call at three thirty. Yeah, that the kids Excuse- are still there. 
Um, so slightly distracted. But um, yeah, I well, I do talk in the garden to my plants um, all over the yard. And I'm like, how are we doing today? <laughs> like, I didn't you're sleep so well. It. I hope you're doing better <laughs> yeah. than I am. You look you like look you rested. are. Yeah, yeah, you look really You've rested. You've had enough water. <laughs> You've had nutrients. I really take really good care of them in comparison <laughs> when you think of it that way. Your plants are way more hydrated <laughs> yeah. than you are sometimes. <laughs> they yes. don't even need an element in no, the morning. they don't need an element in the morning. <laughs> Shout out element. Oh. Um, but okay, he says he's driving there now, oh so we're good. Gosh. We're in the car. Wow, he's like early. Yeah, I'm gonna say way to go, husband. Oh, way to go, daddy. <laughs> Not leaving your children on the curb at school. Um, yeah. So I I have been um, noticing my the way that I talk to my plants, and now my children do as well. But it's like uh, I need to do, be better about. This when I'm talking to myself, but also, um, to your point, I mean, I feel like the thirties has been like the most, the, the, this is the decade of me realizing how many words in my brain have been given to me versus they were born organically from my own beliefs. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But I'm trying to think of examples of, of self-talk I have changed for myself. And I think, one of the main categories for me has been around my my capability or something being difficult because I did let that um you know if you if you're expressing that something feels really hard, which is not to say that we can't say things are hard, but i I would um I would just undermine myself a lot growing up and a lot of that was woven in from or brought from, you know, not graduating college and my capabilities if if I don't have a formal education like mm-hmm. everybody else in my family and in my circles and yeah. things like that. And like my ability to earn and create something in the world or even just I, it sounds silly, but even just like being able to read a book like I years ago, I, I decided I wanted to read again. I was like an avid reader as a kid. And then, you know. I don't know. There's no time for reading when you're in your 20s and working multiple jobs and trying to go to school and whatever. And I just got away from it. And then obviously we have screens now, which has completely changed, I think, our ability to like sit and read a book. But I decided that I wanted to read and I just started reading every day. But I remember telling myself like, oh, I'm a slow reader. I'm not a great reader. I'm not, you know, and I would just those just those were I realized like and. I think a lot of this stuff, you know, I'm not saying these things to my plants, but like when I would think about it in my own head, like the ability to just read every day. I mean, it's kind of a silly thing, but I now can sit and read and I would say that I'm a good reader. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, real, Do like real, read? like I'm not. And I and yeah. I when I when I it's funny because when I share that with like new people I meet or whatever that I read. I'm like, oh, like, you know, I have a, I'm a terrible reader. Like, I haven't read a book in a long time, you know. Like, I just can't. I'm like, no, it's not true. Like, okay, you can choose yeah. if you want to choose me. To, I don't know. It's a silly example, but it's one where I've, like, given myself new evidence of, like, no, like, and I'm not the fastest reader, but I'm okay with that. Like, I can say that without mm-hmm. judgment, whereas before I was like, oh, this little reader and I don't have a good education and then, you know. Yeah. So it's just different. Well, yeah, and I think it also comes, like, when you go through this this processing of your own beliefs or your own beliefs about yourself or your the noise in your head, it's 
uh, you're evaluating things that you were told in the sense of like, if you're good, you're good at this exactly, then, or bad at this, then you are good mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. like that's a full, you know, sentence or something. Yeah. And you're putting better words to what I was trying to say, basically, is like, I thought that was like, it's part, it's like a volume system thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many, there's so many things that, I mean, I, we just talked about this recently where I was like, like, I'm like, I'm a gardener. Oh, yeah. I like to be Every t- in nature. <laughs> Every time you try to tell me that you're like, oh, I'm just like a novice gardener or, you know, I kind <laughs> yeah. of I st- really struggle with this. And, the, and I'm like, oh, my God, you guys should see her garden, her yard. I mean, get out of town. She's growing grapes yeah. and and other crazy shit in Phoenix that like nobody grows. Yeah. And you want to compare gardens. I mean, I do the same thing with my own gardening where I'm like feeling like I try to say like I'm feeling like I'm a terrible gardener rather than saying yeah, I am just terrible, blanket a terrible yeah, gardener you know yeah, but yeah. yeah when I hear you talk like that I'm like it's hard stop you know yeah because there I mean I grew up believing that I didn't like being outside or I don't like to get dirty or I don't yeah. you were like I outdoorsy like so sister, yeah you know and but even my family was shocked to find out on social media that I had a garden like because it was I, and I believed that all of these years yeah. I believed that that wasn't me but I would always find so much joy in being outside yeah. I'm not a hiker I'm not I'm not you know yeah wakeboarding and shit yet <laughs> yeah not yet i mean do you do you watch a chunky chick doing that and it looks good let me know but um i mean i maybe one day but it's um i mean i i now i'm like okay like i'm in my garden i'm like okay i'm i'm doing this like we can be good at this or not and still do it and Yes. Yeah. And and then I think it's a lot of it with the self-talk is like the energy behind it and the judgment associated. So, you know, if you're saying that, well, what what do we talk about here? If you if you had a a gardening account, Instagram, you'd be the glam gardener. gardener. And that that is a whole amazing identity to create. And that, you know, why your family was shocked, you your yeah. nails are always done and everything. And like, how are yeah. you also out in the garden? And- yeah, I mean, usually there's dirt under my nails for being real. They're in bad shape most of the time. But and I also really don't like my hands most of the time. I like to wear gloves. Yeah. But that's also that's because like it's just the most kitchen. effective. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you were an avid Shout cook. out mop towels. <laughs> yeah. And or washing your hands 5,000 times while you're making dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. OCD problems. But- yeah, but I mean, there so so much of this of what we believe about ourselves is just like from infancy. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. and how and it and how um, how have you noticed that it affects your performance in general? Performance. I'm sorry. Well, performance in the sense of like not performance in like the conditioning sense, but like. Uh, maybe performance is the wrong word. Not making fun of your use of it. I'm just um, wondering what you mean. So, I mean, you have been on this self-talk, 
journey for lack mm-hmm. of a better word mm-hmm. i mean for years and years mm-hmm. like where it's so far now that when people say like i suck at this or i or like oh just stupid stupid move on my part or what i catch people and i call them i like i will call people my friends out because yeah, i'm like yeah. don't i don't talk to you that way don't talk to you that way yeah but um yeah as far as how it's affected i i mean i obviously i still struggle with it at times with um goals I'm trying to reach and how I, you know, watching my own belief in myself and how I talk to myself about achieving that goal or whether I'm capable of something. But I can say that just simply changing around, you know, when I notice these things and notice how I talk, um, removing stuff and or reframing sentences or whatever, it's like it's been a pretty integral part of my own, you know, journey to being uncontained unapologetic like I'm going to talk to myself with the respect that I deserve that I want from other people I'm going to give that to myself first and you know it's like it's it's a love a a deep deep respect for myself and I want that to be communicated to myself daily and it's a really big deal where 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 I'm going Um, the other thought that I was having was from what we were chatting about before uh, you shared that you shared that real real with me and how um so the concept that you know our I always say like our brain is always listening always and it's not just the neurology like the wiring in our brain and what is getting like programmed in there which is a very real thing um you know we have these like you're saying the beliefs from childhood Mm -hmm. uh you know so young that we can't even remember things that we were told you know by people around us our parents whatever and um those are neural pathways that can take some time to be rewired for sure but you know, when those are, when we have those in a really strong way, like say we grew up thinking that, you know, we weren't in a super athletic family or a super smart family or a thin family or whatever it was. Like, I think we all have some of these things that was like, oh, yeah. you know, our, our family is just this way. This is how things are. Yeah. And you believe that so hard. Even that, that neural pathway is like, because it's so strongly wired, it's sending signals to like, chemical signals to your body when those thoughts are thought or words are given to them again and um you know you're you're i i think about this when i i've been thinking about it a lot lately with working out and having the because i've i've endeavored to hike as much as possible lately i don't know that i've how much i've talked about that on here but um you know the weather's cooling down a lot that i have been through lately and and this summer was we can we could have a whole podcast on this summer and how rough it was here in phoenix and how hot it was and um i feel like you and i are both pretty resilient with uh weather and seeing the best in things but it it tried to take us down yeah and and i wasn't as active and i'm trying to be more active and i've just made a commitment to myself to um hike as often as 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 possible i'm trying all these new trails in phoenix um but what i'm finding is that coming up against this challenge for myself has has been really bolstering overall but I'll be out on a trail I haven't been on before and I don't know the end I don't you know you're kind of you have an idea of the length but you don't know where you're going you're just walking through the dirt 
um, still warm enough that I'm sweating. If I start, and I usually have very upbeat music, um, have a very, very intense workout playlist <laughs> called Dance and Sweat. Um, but it's a mix of like hardcore rap, uh, some fun pop or like rap pop. I don't know what category you call that and EDM music. So it keeps me in a fairly positive mind space. But if my brain starts to go to negativity, like I start ruminating on something that's plaguing me or whatever, and that comes to the surface, I immediately like I feel weak and it happens in any activity, like workout, whatever, like I completely lose my gumption. And I want to turn back around and go home. Right. It's just I can I can feel an entire physiological shift in my body. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I mean, the I mean, the we, we had just watched this TikTok that I had shared with Angela yesterday that she didn't watch yesterday, but I showed her today. Don't text me. And <laughs> that's the moral of it. <laughs> she will. I have to put it on Boxer and be like, Boxer me about this. I know. I want to say um, the name of this doc just to shout him out. But oh, yeah. Ammon, right? Um, yeah, the um, the, the, oh, the, C, the CEO whose podcast it is, is Stephen Bartlett. Yes. He was a guest on Stephen Bartlett's podcast. Yeah, the Diary of a CEO or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this, he had, they did like a, a video of their podcast um, and they put it on, they put it on TikTok and he's talking about your brain actually completely looks different. I mean, it looks yeah. completely different. It's like cool. Yeah. From, you know, he does these brain scans. I mean, he specializes, I believe in ADHD, pe- people with ADHD, yeah. but, um, he, his brain, the brain scans actually show he had, a, he, he gives an example of this woman that comes in and, and, and she has an entire, I think she has a book that she wrote about the power of positive speak or positive mm-hmm. talk towards yourself. And, she is talking to herself like this in this podcast, or I'm sorry, in this um, brain scan. So he says, talk to yourself how you would in your book that, you know, speak yourself up, whatever it takes, bring yourself joy based on how you feel about yourself in this moment. And so she did. And it looked, I mean, like night and day, he, he was like, her brain, you know, was just like joyous and alive. Yeah. And it looked, I mean, I don't know what that actually looks like on a scan, sure, right? Yeah, but, but in, in the scientist's vis- vision of it, right, his perspective of it was that it was, it was alive. Yeah. And he said it was, you know, he had her come back on another day and did a scan with her doing the opposite of, he was like, you're going to suffer for one day for me to do this scan so that I can see what your brain is doing when you're speaking the opposite of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was the opposite. I mean, it was, he was like, it was, it was almost shut down. Yeah. And that's what a lot of he's he explains that a lot of people's brains look this way when um, suffering from ADHD. Yeah. Um, and just validating because he said that those with ADHD have a tendency to fixate more on negativity because yeah. it is more stimulating than calm, happy thoughts. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and it makes so much sense why, you know, depression and anxiety coincide with ADHD even OCD Mm -hmm. um and why they kind of um they all coexist a lot of times together from what he was explaining so um and it's it it is easy it's easy to get stuck there oh yeah yeah and it's I mean from what I know of the brain and um you know with coaching and my education around that um and having some of all of that genetically in my family and myself um and 
how I've learned to like cope with a lot of that um, by watching my brain and feeling it. They, the feeling in my body is what I mean. Um, that when we have very like say, I mean, we're talking specifically like fearful, like doomsday type thoughts, like things are bad and all we can see is negativity. Um, that reptilian part of our brain is what is firing on. So they've measured that. And that is our like, well, what they say is like our unevolved part of our brain because it's just survival first. And so I'm, I'm sure many people can relate to like when you're in those moments, your frontal lobe, which is our like reasoning part of the brain, it is like what we have as humans that other, you know, every also other species don't have that we can actually reason through something and see that like, you know, we're not going to die because someone did this to us or this happened or because we look like this today or this, you know, whatever bad thing. Um, the ability, the, the frontal lobe shuts down. It's not firing at all when you're stuck in that, you know, right. thought cycling place. Um, and that, and we're, obviously we're talking about like kind of like deeply negative or those like yeah. thought cycling parts. But I think, I mean, I, I yeah, yeah, I'll relate to that. Yes, um, yes. But anyway, it's just so interesting to me that, you know, we're at a point where we can measure and see this. And, and I felt it. I feel it for myself, you know, just and it's I'm I'm not big on. I think I don't know how much we've talked about this, but I'm not huge on positive affirmations because um, for most of us, if you try and take a positive affirmation that is outside of like too far outside of the self-talk that we currently have, um, what happens is like the opposite is just reinforced because you're coming up against a belief like that. I don't yeah. believe that like your brain is smart enough to try and you say it and you say it, but you don't believe it. And so finding like pulling out that self-talk and really figuring it out what it is for yourself that you are thinking regularly and finding a reframe that's like mm-hmm. close to it, you know, um, is a little bit more effective. Um, and I've, I've never really been one to even practice any of this, but it's more, I'm more passionate about just bringing the awareness to how, you know, I think just seeing it is a huge step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I mean, I did use step right on my mirror. I think I mean, I've always been one to write stuff on my mirror. Mm-hmm. Not always affirmations, but just things that like, I need to turn this around. We're going to turn this around. And yeah. I see it yeah. first thing in the morning. And one of them was, I am lucky good things happen to me. Um, And I mean, just the thought of that, I mean, it's, just reading re- i would read it every day it was probably up there i mean marcella our our cleaning our cleaning <laughs> the cleaning lady, the cleaning we, lady who we adore yeah she she's wonderful she would clean around it and it'd be like super dusty in that one little spot, spot because she'd clean around <laughs> yeah i am lucky i'm sure she was like this lady man what uh. is her deal but you know good things happen to me i need sometimes i need reminders of that to focus on that versus like i'm i got woken up by my kids at 5 a.m this shit sucks yeah you know, instead of that, it's like I'm brushing my teeth. And I'm like, I'm lucky to get things out of me. But we were t- specifically, um, I don't know if you you want to switch to this, but we were specifically talking about it in, re- in our self-talk in relation to our age. Mm-hmm. And 
kind of like feeling old and yeah oh yeah yeah it's like a it's like a fad to be like am i too old for this i feel old i'm so old like being in your 30s yeah like you hit 30 and you're old yeah and i and i see it i see a lot of it with like the making plans thing and it's like yeah we're making a reservation for 8 p.m oh wait no i'm did you know i'm in my 30s kind of thing yeah Yeah. and no i'm not a fan of having a dinner reservation at 8 p.m but I will have dinner at six and you could still find me up until how whatever. I don't know. Depends. Depends on the company. But I, yeah, I would never, I wouldn't use that talk for myself with like ruling out certain activities because of my age. No, but I mean, even just telling myself that I'm old. I mean, we, I did have the thought when we were in Prescott in that club, like (laughs) we keep referencing this Prescott trip because it was like the best 24 hours for me at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was, we were in this club that they were, I mean, we were surrounded by like young like probably barely 21 Mm -hmm. and they were having the time of their lives and so were we. And I and what, before we went in, I was like, are we told for this? Are we told to be in here? And I was like, she was like, no. No way. I mean, I it's your moment. decision. Are you, do you, do you, are you too old for this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you think you are? Yeah. And no, I mean, obviously no. never told to have a good time. But no. um, yeah, I mean, you feel different about yourself when you are telling yourself that you're yeah. too old to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Well, or and that you're like, old at all. I don't know. And, and some, I mean, sure, some people, there are certain things where they set certain activities behind, like, okay, yeah, I did that in my 20s. Like, I don't, I don't feel sad if I'm too old to go in a club. But I think it, there's a lot of people where if you like walk by and you think, I'm too old for that, I can't do that. Yeah. And you really want to, like, there's a, 10 other sentences that go along with that one sentence of like if you're if you're what does that mean you know if you're too old for that like you're too this you're too that you're you know whatever it is I think that there's like a cascade that happens after like something like that goes through our brain that it's it's bigger than that if if we were to keep passing by that club and you didn't dance and have that moment like what are you thinking about yourself if you know right and I get it all the time because I go to EDM shows and I was at one a couple of years ago with a couple of women that were close to my age but then a couple of women that were in their 20s and this guy who was legit hitting on me this is how he hit on me and he was probably I mean easily five to ten years younger than me and he's comes up to me and he's chatting with me and it's you know it's an EDM show so it's kind of loud and so he has to get close and he's you know close yelling close and he's like you're a pretty hot rave mom and I'm like Ah, ah. And I mean, believe me, yeah, though, I was like, and I, I go to these shows, I get dressed up, I wear cute, scantily clad outfits, mm-hmm. and I rock it. And I don't, for the most part, have no thought about how most of the people there are younger. And I mean, I, I definitely, I think it's shifting. I do think we're seeing a shift because yeah. I'm seeing more people my age or older being like, why did I decide I couldn't do this stuff anymore? Right. You know, but I was so, it's really, really hard to sit with. And I was like, uh, it was just funny because I'm like, how he, do you think this is? Him? Oh, yeah. He was flirting hardcore, but I, you know. He was getting milfy vibes? I guess. Yeah. I'm a sign that I'm like, I have no children. I don't know what the word is from, it's cougar, right? But I don't. No, I was just like, gross, gross, you know, but I was so put off and I wasn't able to in the moment just be like, 
yeah, I'm the rave mom. Like, if you want to label me that, I don't care, you know? Yeah. But the fact that that was the label even just says so much about what the expectation is within our society. Like, you can't get out and party and have fun. I know it's just it's just interesting to me, you know? Mm-hmm. But I got over it. I've been to many shows since. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Well, and I was uh, gonna I was gonna bring up the point about how you dress. You yeah. know how how moms dress oh, or yeah. how older women dress. dress. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's that's like once you get once you reach a certain age, you're supposed to dress a certain way or I something. Know. Yeah. And I feel like I'm still a teenager some days. <laughs> Like in my chucks, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where my but platform chucks and you know, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I, I think they're becoming more common, but it's uh, the the idea that your age, if you feel like you're old, then there's probably something that needs to shift in the sense of like your if your knees are hurting, if you're yeah. if you're having all these aches and pains and you know yeah, you can't pick up a heavy box you can't sneeze you can't, I mean I don't know all, all, the, all the memes that are yeah. out there yeah yeah I mean some of some moms really can't yeah without being themselves <laughs> I, I was referring more to the low back but oh, I know what you're yeah. talking about oh, right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of them or like your ears falls but, out or something yeah I yeah. mean that's like prolapses no but, no I know but I have no. a friend that happened too yeah that's rough mm-hmm. but no it's I mean when you hear when I when you see that stuff I'm like I don't want I mean I mean I'm an I, I'm a larger woman and I still I mean don't feel that way and I mean part of it is probably because I am decently active just because of my life yeah um but you probably need to do something about it yeah you know? yeah rather than just resigning yourself to You're like I'm old this is just this is just normal and I think that's I, maybe we talked about it a little bit in the giving up episode but it it really gets under my skin when I see people just like resigning to what's normal just because it's happening for a lot of people just doesn't that's not like a justification to just you know not only give up but like you know have that type of self-talk where we well we're we're all we're all in this misery together so yeah cool yeah as I think my grand my grandfather would always say well life sucks then you die and I was like, oh, that's cool. He would tell me that in like high school and I'd be like, Yeah, I heard Dang. that in my family too. I don't remember who said it, but I definitely heard that. Yeah, that, like yeah. sucks and you die. And I mean that's a sad that's a sad life. I know. That is not the kind of those are not words I want going through my brain all the time. Those are not the that's not the self talk. No. I'm like, we why made. am I here today? If that like like, no, what's the point? You know? Yeah. So when you're having when you're on your hikes and you're having these hard moments where you're you're getting some thoughts coming to your mind, what do you do oh I'm, I'm a big fan of stopping you know i'll stop on my hikes and find a spot and breathe it's usually breathing that gets me um through kind of like we were talking about recently the like hard exhale because um you know i mean workouts for for me are first and foremost about moving uh, emotion and energy through it's what has kept me dedicated for years and so it's just a a way to further that to just breathe it out and breathe it out and I'll often like switch up the song you know um, and sometimes cry sometimes you know just be yeah. just to be in the moment and feel it you know and and 
not recently, but um, there have definitely been times where I'm just like, you know what? Nope, I'm going home. You know, yeah. this is too much and it's okay. And I go, but yeah, I mean, I mostly try to stay with it. I don't like force a new positive thought. That's what I was thinking yeah. you were going to say. I don't. No, I don't do that. And maybe I, I could, but it's like, I don't know. I And we go in a whole couple other podcast episodes probably about, you know, not toxic positivity, but something in that, like maybe yeah. spiritual bypassing. Like, I don't know these phrases, these phrases people throw out for that kind of thing where I've, I've tried that in the past and let's just like, you know, use some positive affirmations in that moment. And it, like, all it does is force it back down mm-hmm. and then it's still there. So one is Dr. Ammon, I think is how he pronounces it, as he explained um, the podcast we were referring to previously was that there has to be some authenticity there for positive thoughts to actually make change in the brain. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I didn't comment on it, but like you're, you know, I'm lucky good things happen for me or whatever. And it's like, you know, I, I had just said I don't believe in positive affirmations, but like it's if it's a thought that you know, does something for you. And we can all find those thoughts. Like one for me is that like my life is magical and I can, I probably might not have believed that. I don't know however many years ago, but I now do believe that. Um, And I don't always see it day to day, but it's a thought that I can grab onto that I, um, it reminds me, like gives me some purpose. And and I've seen so much evidence of like a true, you know, yeah, divine intervention type magic, yeah. Uh, yeah no shit in my life. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, is there, um, I, I, I'm wondering how the evidence piece comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Like your self talk and the evidence. Yeah. To support it. Yeah. I know. I'm like, whoa, whoa, my brain. And I'm sure there's wants to go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. 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 But- because I think that's that could be an argument, you know, at least for my own self-talk is like, if I don't believe it, I'm trying to combat what I'm, am I looking for evidence? Yeah. You know, you're the coach. So I was, in, I was about to say, well, as a coach, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is, I, I mean, I think, you know, I spend time, I try to spend time most mornings. I mean, I'm probably good about it like four or five days a week right now um, for reflection. And I do brain dumps really consistently. So I see the talk in my brain because I, despite uh, all of the extensive work and coaching and things I've done, I wake up with a fair amount of anxiety on a regular basis. And, um, you know, some of my harder or more negative whatever self-talk like presents itself first thing in the morning a lot and so I get it out and write it out and then you know I will do not every day because um sometimes it's just heavy and sometimes I just let it be but I will um look for the evidence of the contrary because Mm -hmm. for most of our self-talk I think we can always find evidence to the contrary like something you know Mm -hmm. like we're we're wrong about yeah, what we believe about ourselves a lot and so if you try you can start to find the evidence and I mean it's it's um something that does take with some of like we're saying with the neural pathways like it does take consistent effort to believe new things about yourself it does it's not a simple I, I don't say it. it's not 
easy, but it's simple kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And, you know, it has taken consistency. But um, in these moments when I'm hiking or what, it's like, those are not the moments for me to be like, okay, let me coach myself real quickly here and yeah. find a good thought. And in it. No, I just yeah. stay in it. You know, I'm human. And, um, but I do try and make time, you know, to be in it and um, find that contrary evidence and find ways to, to believe new things about myself. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's it's a powerful thing to even just consider um, that you would have this negative thought and to uh, let it let it pass almost like let it pass or let it have its time. You know, you get your moment. I mean, I remember talking to my anxiety like that, you mm-hmm. know, saying, OK, yeah. thank you for worrying about me. You right. can sit in the backseat now. It's OK, bring. Yeah, it's okay. We're okay. okay. Thank you for looking out for me. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that too. Um, But yeah, I'm a huge fan of just sitting in emotion. You know that. I I I am the queen of just letting myself be where I'm at and not being ashamed of it, not trying to hide it from people. I just am where I am. And emotions, I mean, this is all intertwined with the self-talk because it, it feels... Like in these moments, if we're having these thoughts and we're cognizant of it, it feels like our whole life. It feels like everything. We can't see past it sometimes. And But emotions are so fleeting. They really are. Even the hard ones, you know, they move through and a new one comes along. And probably that same one might come back again. Um, same thought can come back again. But uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, we're, we sit with them. We're not scared. We're not scared of any emotion over here. And it's so interesting that we, I mean, that's how I parent, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that, seeing you parent that way. I've noticed that from day one. Yeah, thank you. It's, I mean, just even last night we had, uh, we're sitting at the dinner table and Tristan, my son, is punching me. We're in this like very physical stage right now. And it's like, he's angry. I don't know why I laugh about you guys should meet this boy. He is so sweet <laughs> and so loving, and he yes. also punches mom, mom, yeah. a lot, uh, yeah, and says some uh, nasty things. So. It is so. It is an interesting thing that you take out all of your feelings on the one person that actually, I mean. M- obviously their dad adores them as well but like mm-hmm. i'm the caregiver for the most part so um but yeah we're sitting at the dinner table last night he's he's punching me because he's mad i didn't make him his own dinner that was different from the dinner that i made for the family <laughs> yeah. and he wanted something different and that was just i'm not about that so he was upset and i i started to get really riled up and i was like okay I, like i'm I'm going to step away. I need a minute. And I go to my room and I come out and um, I go to my room. I hear him on the other side of the door and he tries to open the door and he can't. So he sits on the floor and leans on the door and says, this is all my fault. And wow, I know. So I I heard that and I was like, I can't let this sit. You know, well, I can't let this be what he believes about himself yeah. in this moment. Um, so I open the door and ask him if he wants to talk about it. And he comes in and he's like, yeah, I mean, mind you, my son is three. Like, yeah. he's a very young yeah. boy. He's about to turn four, but he's little. And he and, you know, through we talked about it. He told me his feelings from what he's able to and he saw me crying and he was so weirded out about me crying. I was crying because I was like 
it it is taking like it's literally exhausting to be beat beat up by your child yeah and um you know he was seeing this real emotion in me and um he was like i did that that's what i i did that to you you know and obviously this leads into another parenting conversation but i was um I think he was, I was like, no, I mean, we're, we're, we're crying out of the experience, you know, and he was, he is so comfortable with talking about emotion, but then when he sees it and his, like, his mom is like, whoa, what, what just happened, you know, but, um, emotion is letting emotions sit and letting them be is, is obviously how they work through you. And we were, I mean, my family for sure was raised, my sisters and I were raised to push it, right? And to yeah. shove oh, and yeah. stop Same. crying. and Stop st- crying. Yeah, stop crying. Go don't to cry. your room if yeah, you are crying. Room. Don't show us the crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Which, like, then obviously creates some shame around, I mean, aside from Just many other things. expressing emotion, so period. Damaged. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, the emotion, the emotion is a bit, emotions are a bit conversation in our house and that bleeds into the, the self-talk. It does, know? yeah, yeah. And so how long did, he, what, after this conversation, for that emotional experience for him to pass and he, oh, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I forgot that was where I was going, was like, he was like, yeah, this happened, you did this, and I got mad about that, and then I was like, yeah, I hear you, and I shared my feelings, and then he was like, okay, I really want a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he like, wanted for his dinner. go in the fridge and get a hot dog, I'm not making you <laughs> He's probably eating a hot dog, I'm playing five seconds later. Yeah, he's got like one of those jumbo like 100% beef hot dogs from Costco he's like walking around with this big hot dog just like joyous as a I was like wow you went from like this is all my fault I did this my mom was upset because of me to like I got my hot dog we good (laughs) I I think I was saying this to you recently about a different the situation in your house uh that I was just like kids are so amazing I mean imagine if we could just like hey this is how I felt you made me mad I'm sad about it I just want a hot dog and then we're just prancing around the house forgetting that anything happened you know but I think just it goes back to the it's the neural pathways and how things are are hard pretty hardwired in our brains and it feels harder and and I think a lot of us don't um have a practice for moving yeah. emotion or we just oppress and oppress and oppress yeah which is leads I think to depression somewhere in the <laughs> 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 yeah I definitely do a little bit of both no I know it is it's scary to just it's scary to bring this stuff up I feel like that should be acknowledged it's like yeah, it's yeah, you know yeah. it's seeing what's inside of your brain is not fun especially when you get started with it and then uh, even just sitting with emotion when it's not something, you know, really internalizing that this is something you think about yourself because of something that happened or whatever it is, um, it it can feel so heavy and it can be really hard to sit with that emotion and not dissociate mm-hmm. all the time. And it feels like it's for us. It does. Like this is yeah, who I was saying. Yeah, it's like it just feels like that's all you can. It just tunnel vision on some of these harder um self-talk you know pieces inside of our brains i think yeah so i feel like that's a really heavy note to end on i know but but i think we've reached it we've reached it whatever it is whatever it is um well um i'm not even gonna try and 
tie this up in a bow. I know. But if you guys have thoughts on your own self-talk, you know, I share them with us. I, yeah, I'd love to have this conversation with you guys because I think we all need somebody in our lives that is watching for that. In our in in our speech with each other, so yeah, and I think it's important to also maybe release some of that stigma that may be attached to yeah talking about your thoughts, your emotions, whatever is coming up. Yeah, just say the hard thing. So, All right, thank well, you. Thanks, thanks for being with us, guys. We're so happy you're here. So we can just like turn the microphone on and have conversations we normally have. Yeah. <laughs> And now you get to listen to them. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.